Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? We got a lot to get to off of the first two episodes of the Bulls documentary. We also want to touch on some things regarding Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and of course, Ben Simmons. If you haven't already, you can leave a rating or review for the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you guys listen to us. We're also available on Google Play. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 5OutPod. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. Yeah. Ty, I had no idea. You don't care about basketball before. Is it 1985? Do I have the year right? If you ask that one guy on Twitter, yeah, probably that probably would be the correct answer. One of our loyal listeners, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, the way you wrote that tweet, one of the, one of your tweets, I, I saw the back and forth. It sounds like, yeah, pre-1985 basketball doesn't mean anything to you. Well, essentially, he told me to watch the the Jordan, not the Jordan, the, the Bird and Dominique uh, documentary where Bird dropped sixty against them in a game, and 
he wanted me to watch it because I wouldn't put Bird in the greatest of all time conversation. Mm. I don't think he, Bird doesn't deserve to be in the conversation because you're wasting your time having a conversation about Bird in the all time. You're going to say, oh, well, Patrick Ewing should be in the all time too. And uh, what about, you know, like all these guys, like Magic Johnson? Like, it's like, okay, nobody thinks any of those guys are the all time. There's two people right now on earth. LeBron and Jordan. Nobody thinks it's anyone else. No, well, hold on. My my. The only thing that pisses me off though, when we do this, is like why? But why does Kobe get thrown out the window? I, I'm being serious. Like I don't understand that. I think he's not better than neither guys. No, I know he's not better than Jordan. But why? Why is yeah. LeBron better than him as a play? Like overall skills. Yeah, but what has Kobe done in his career that LeBron? I mean, Le, what has LeBron done better in his career than Kobe did? You talking about accomplishments or just as an overall player? Because I'm just talking I mean, about, like, as you know, what what is Kobe done in his career? Like Kobe's, how is he not considered better than LeBron? I'm saying, I guess my point is, to me, that's more of a debate than this LeBron Jordan crap. Because I I can't take it anymore. It, it's not jo- Jordan wow. and I don't even think it's close. Jordan and LeBron. I don't think it's close. I, I, you I have think, a set of eyes, and you know basketball, and you just watch. Like, I don't think it's close. I don't, I have no idea how it's close. Jordan, yeah, Brown. it's. I I tend to agree. I mean, that's why when I you guys put that full time, I, like, oh. I would rather I'd rather argue Kobe and LeBron. At least I could argue it. And I might not be. I I, I could see. I I can listen to people make points about how LeBron's better than Kobe, all that stuff. But at least that would be a debate. Jordan, LeBron, it's. I don't even think it is remotely close. So are you saying it should be Kobe and LeBron in discussion for number two and then just leave Michael alone on his island? Is that what you're saying now? Someone put it to me this way. Like, when you argue about the greatest, like, they said Michael and, like, Kareem are, like, untouchable. And I kind of agree with that. Like, those dudes are just, like, on an island of their own. I don't think you can – I don't think you could touch both of them. But, like, I don't – I'm just saying, why is it automatically LeBron – why is LeBron already dubbed number two? Like – well, because LeBron I, came, is, you know why, you know why. Yeah, but this is where I would agree with Phil. Like, I would take, why Why can't you, I could argue Larry Bird is better than LeBron. I could argue Magic Johnson is. Like, I could, at least that would be a debate, an argument, like something fun, like there'd be a back and forth. Anybody that does the Jordan-LeBron thing to me is, I think, honestly think a lot more about you as a person than actually like basketball stuff. Oh, now he's getting deep. No, I, I'm telling you, I really do believe that. Like, if you personally think LeBron James is the goat of basketball, if you yourself are an athlete or you yourself, you know, anything regarding sports, I'm going to think you're, you take the same mindset as LeBron. You're a quitter. Cause I've seen that the whole point is like, I've seen LeBron quit too many times throughout his career to say, like, he's the ultimate, he's the GOAT, he's the ultimate competitor, all that. No, he's not. He's not even close, dude. The greatest and, of all time. Right? And the dude he lost called, six he called times. himself and, that, though. And yeah. then I love, like, the, the couple arguments that I've been hearing over the past couple days, because I knew this was going to happen. Like, people can't just watch the MJ documentary and, like, enjoy it. Like, it has to be all the LeBron defenders, oh, LeBron's still a GOAT. Oh, it's not. And it's like, why? And then I, yeah, and then I just hear, and I, the arguments to me, the one, the couple that I hear all the time is, one, when I say Jordan six and zero in the finals, they go, "Well, LeBron's been there nine times." Oh, now now you get a participate uh, participation award for friggin' showing up to the finals. Yeah, but you can't losing? but you, you can't knock that argument either because that's used for Tom Brady too. You know that. Whoa, hold on. But why is Tom Brady the goat? Because he's won more than anybody. Correct. 
Yep. Right? And he has a right. winning record. Well, well if we're just talking about record. who's won more than anybody, then again, I, I no, used no, no, to no. I that doesn't go to that, that listen, I don't I don't go because he's won more than LeBron could go to the final until LeBron like wins seven, then maybe we can talk about like if he's go, but still he's lost too many times in the final. Michael never lost in the finals. And I think that says a lot about him. And then the other argument, so I'm not doing all the talking, is that okay. MJ, the the other argument is here. Oh, MJ's lost in the first round three times. Okay, hold on. If you're gonna if you're gonna say that, you gotta understand like the first year he lost. I don't know if you watched the documentary to all those people that have said this to me. He played on a team that they were literally doing cocaine and friggin' weed. Like his team was a joke. He averaged 28 points a game, and they and he dragged that team to a, a dismal team, and they lost to a, a better Bucks team. Then the next two years that they lost in the first round. His first out of his first three years, they lost to the freaking 85 86 Celtics, like one of the best teams ever, ever. assembled, arguably. Ever. So, like, yeah, I mean, come on, like, are we really gonna, are you really gonna say like that, that that that's why he's not the GOAT and LeBron's better because he because he lost to those teams? Please get the hell out of here with that. But that's my he, problem is I just, I just don't, after like this whole thing is that's what bothers me the most. I just gotta stay off Twitter because I honestly loved watching those first two episodes, they were amazing. I think it's going to continue getting better. Uh, and my other takeaway, so you guys can talk, is wow, I watched that and I said, Ty, Chicago's ownership really is a shit show. It really is. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I told you guys, I said Jerry Reinsdorf's a fucking clown. And then he showed his ass on national TV. And, oh, uh, the last that, game, was, that was that was insane. I was, I was watching that going, wow, this is what, because I guess I never knew that. I never knew that's why Jordan retired. I, I mean, I guess I never looked that much into it, but like that and all, obviously we're going to learn more stuff that probably people didn't know, but my God, that was, that is pathetic. Yeah. I bitch about the last 20 years of like no success. Like I don't even ever bitch about the Jordan era and how it flamed out. Cause I was a little too young for that. Like you guys are a little bit older. So you probably remember more than I do. I'm only 27. You're but, well, um, when you're older than you, what are you trying to do here? What's, what's I thought, for you, I thought you guys, I thought you were like maybe 29. I didn't know how old you were. Um, but yeah, no, the, the, are we going back to the documentary or his MJ Kobe? You, you go wherever LeBron you want. Thing. I went so off a tangent. I, I hate to defend LeBron James, and I'm I do not want to do this. Wow! One of the most viral <laughs> clips when it comes to LeBron is uh is like a you know like a two minute um like highlight video of all the people saying they would choose LeBron James as the goat, and like back in 2010, Oscar Robertson said LeBron was the goat. Yep, 2010. He's mm -hmm. still dominating. Ten years later, has won more titles. He's probably going to play for five more years. Could potentially play with his son on on the Lakers. You know, he'll force the Lakers to draft his own kid. He would do that. Mm -hmm. But he could win another title. And this year was probably his best to last chance to win a title. And now the whole season's wiped out. And so I would never choose LeBron over Jordan. But I absolutely do not think the conversation is. Is Kobe and Jordan at all? I'm saying because well, Kobe is, an, is is Jordan, but a notch below. I think yeah, so. It's I'm like why, could, why would I you could that? argue? Yeah, but I'm saying I could I could debate someone and be okay if I lost or or won, no matter what. Kobe and LeBron, because right. I think if I say that, some people have said to me, "You're that's crazy," and I'm like, I don't think it's crazy. I'm always going to say Kobe because that's I'm a Kobe guy. You don't switch right. sides with LeBron. But at least I I could make an argument out of it. I really could. See, I think the thing that helps LeBron in all this, when you're talking similarities to Michael, is he came up in an organization that 
nobody really gave a shit about. They were the, the Cavs were the doormat of the league, and obviously, yeah, and it's where he came from and everything. I think that helped him out a ton because I had no idea. I knew the Bulls weren't shit before Michael, but holy crap! That I mean, the '84 team and everything. Then the '80 like I, I had I all that. never ever heard of that before, and that's like I look. Don't get me wrong. The 85-86 Celtics are one of the greatest teams of all time. I, I would I would never disrespect them like that. But seeing what Michael did, I get it. They lost the the, the Bulls lost that game where they where he put up 60. But at the same time, I'm watching those clips, and it's like that. Yeah, the the the, the elite Bulls teams. There's no way. I mean, you put him with Scotty when they're at their best. There's no way. I mean, that those those teams are head and shoulders. Like that's where it's like now I understand. It's Michael, and then there's nobody else even close to him, and then you start having the conversation for who's the second best yeah, of all time. And you can throw in, and you can throw in a litany of guys like you guys are like Matt saying. Yeah, I don't think LeBron goes there, but I think that's what helps him in the conversation versus Kobe, who's part of the Lakers, who have this long legacy: Kareem, Jerry West, Wilt, uh, uh, Magic Johnson, you know, all these guys. So I think that 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 I hurts would, him. I, I would agree with you. I I think that's not, when if, if people want to have that debate, I think that's great. And I think there's so many guys you could say who are who's number two. But I, the fact that he's dubbed number two, it bothers me. I get he might be the best all around player we've ever seen play. Maybe I don't know. Like if you want to argue that, but like the greatest player, it's Michael. I mean, it's not even like everything he's done is. It's not even close. Every, it's that's what I'm saying, and it's not even close. And that's and that's my problem with it is I've seen, and it's not about. And people think I I'm hating on LeBron because he's lost in the finals and failed. It's not. It's it's more than that to me because Michael failed. Michael couldn't beat the bad boy Pistons, but he didn't pull a LeBron and leave and join an, a superstar team. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. No, that Michael, was an interesting point that you when we were going when we were like looking into the the stuff. Ty, I don't know if you knew this. It Matt brought it up, and I made sure to fact check him on a couple of them. The only all-star that like the only guy that was named an all-star while playing with Michael when he won was Scotty Pippen. Horace Grant was an all-star, but Michael was gone by that time. And then uh, Rodman was obviously an all-star with the Pistons, but he never was with the Bulls. Someone someone had tweeted that they said that the only all-star MJ ever played with was Scotty Pippen, like when they were obviously together. And like LeBron's yeah. had, I think LeBron's had nine, eight or nine. He's had, you know, Kyrie, Kevin Love, D Wade, Chris Bosh, uh, now Anthony Davis. Um, Agauskas was an all star when he played with him, and so is Mo Williams. So, like, now again, not, I'm not, saying, that I'm not saying Agauskas and Mo Williams are like Mo Williams was an all star. Wow, what a yeah. dick. I did not know. I that. mean, again, this is what, what this a guy tweeted. Did you check that Mo Williams one, Matt? I didn't sh- – no, I'm saying that's what the guy tweeted. I, I don't – whatever. That To me, that doesn't matter. I mean, he played – LeBron has played with – He was an all-star guys. with him, 08, 09. Yeah, there you go. So, not that that really yeah, matters to me, but <laughs> – He but shot my- – well, he shot 43.6% from three that year, and he was averaging 17.8 a game. Yeah, I just yeah. – and, and, and the argument's stupid because, like – LeBron isn't MJ. Like they're not even the same player either. Like LeBron's different. LeBron plays like Scottie Pippen. He's you know he's a point so, forward. He you know he 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 plays defense all that kind. Of, he's not he's not Michael. He's not a killer. And actually, the funny the other thing that pissed me off too was like how many tweets of people going, oh well, in twenty whatever the LeBron documentary is gonna be epic. And it's like, dude, 
we're, we're not even two episodes into the MJ one. We're talking about a LeBron one. And I saw this tweet and I was dying laughing. Some dude wrote, LeBron documentary is going to be legendary. He put episode one, swept by the Spurs. Episode two, meltdown versus the Mavs. Episode three, beat a bunch of 20-year-olds. Episode four, saved by Ray Allen. Episode five, historic beatdown by the Spurs. Episode six, losing to Steph Curry. Episode seven, saved by Kyrie. Episode eight, losing to Curry again. Episode nine, losing to Curry once more. <laughs> I was dying laughing. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. But then the, the director just cut it to Lante West. <laughs> <laughs> but and and what I really hate about when people start doing this too is like I and I don't, I don't like to hate on greatness because LeBron is great. Like he is a he, he'll be on the Mount Rushmore basketball. But it's just it's I just think it's ignorant. To have this argument, and I guess you know, I saw another tweet, and someone's like, you know, there's some people you just can't have this, you can't talk basketball with, and I, I honestly believe, if you are, if you are one of those people that think LeBron is the greatest, you know, like, like you know, Lambeer says it, he's got an agenda, he hates Jordan, like yep. you either have an agenda or you're just ignorant. That's that's honestly what I think because it's not me. I I, I can watch LeBron. I'm play sure, Matt, though, that for some people, the MJ was like LeBron back then. He, I mean, he started out, he was, you know, he was a ball hog and whatever. And he's like, you're not going to win that way. And then he gets, then he gets Grant and Pippen, but still he has the Pistons that he has to run into. So he's supposed to be this amazing talent and he, it takes him forever to win. It takes him teaming up with two other talented players, albeit one, it was only one all-star each time in Scotty, but well, Scotty no, was, team up, he didn't team up with that. Scotty was with him. when They, they were with him. The I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean it like, not like LeBron did it. Sorry. I mean, yeah, like, in the sense like, like everybody like else MJ, normally does. MJ had to learn how to, to win. I don't think, you know, I don't think he just came on the scene and, and won right away. He didn't. He had to learn how to win. And that's why I think I res- I obviously respect him more. LeBron's a quitter. I've seen that dude quit. I've seen him quit in person. I've seen him quit on TV. And I so think that's I, bullshit. And that's why he could never be my GOAT because I don't, like, when MJ says that, like, on the, on the, the either episode one, episode two, like, it's about like when he was pissed that they wouldn't let him play. They were making him play seven minutes, 14 minutes. Another great Bulls move by Kraus, that fat <laughs> shit. But like, <laughs> it's about, it's about winning. Like, that's yeah, all it's about. I, I was curious what you thought about that, Ty. Because all the because he was all about winning, it did not matter. I mean, that was the third game of his NBA career. He's with those shit bums, and then he's like, "We're down nine, and everybody's giving up, and I don't give a damn. We're gonna go out and try and win this." You know, Bron, if that was LeBron, he would check himself into the game, or he would have the coach fired by halftime. He wouldn't say Jerry Krause is going to get fire you. Like I'll fire you right now. Like look at my own guy in here. But no, yeah, that was that was weird. I didn't understand that. It's like if it was one second over what fourteen minutes, he was done. Yeah, because there was that one game, right? It was like 13, double, 14 double seconds left. Game. Yeah, and they, and they the were in the races. 13 seconds. He had 13 seconds left on his clock, and there were 14 seconds left in double OT or, or whatever period it was, and they weren't going to play him. Yeah. Yeah. But, it was dumb. But, but, but what do you but that's, think? That's, that's bold. Yeah. That's what did you think about him being on teams that weren't good? And he was like, I know tanking was, well, maybe tanking was more of a thing than we realized back then, but he was not at all interested in that whatsoever. He never wanted to lose. It didn't matter how bad the team was or how unlikely their shot was at winning anything well a lot of the times that he was showing like displeasure with the the men's restriction and them tanking was because they were not like when he was coming back they were so like that that year they got the eighth seed they were like what 30 and 52 they were horrible 
They shouldn't have made the playoffs. And like modern age basketball, you would probably tank and not make the playoffs and get in the lottery. But right. he didn't understand like why they were going for that, like why they were why they were going for the lottery instead of trying to make the playoffs, which they did, because he's a winner. That's like, why I like him. Wanna... Yes, of course. Whereas like, you know, LeBron would wait till he's 100 percent to come back from an injury. You know, yeah, LeBron like, would like come the back, Lakers. or Jordan like would come Lakers, back early. You know why he knew he wasn't going to win last year? That's why. Exactly. That's, that's what pisses me off about him, and that's sat out that's, the rest of the year. Correct, and that's that's my issue. Look, Michael would have played on a broken foot. Like he doesn't. Get, it's a different mentality, and that's there's too many instances where I I look at LeBron and it just turns me off, and that's why I can't say he's the goat. Like I can appreciate his greatness. I'm not trying to like I. Watch him play, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's amazing. But you just there's too many examples of him quitting, and I've seen it live. Game five of uh, 2018, when everybody tells me, oh, he dragged that crappy team all the way to the finals. Well, first off, he dragged the team th- through a bad conference. That conference sucked, and he took he took Indiana to game. It took seven games. It's not like he was just dominating, bringing like that game five in Boston. Dude, they went down 15 points. He quit. He didn't even like play in most of the like stretches. He just sat and it was like, oh, I'll just play in game six. Jordan would have never done that. No. And then now he's a hero because he came out in game seven, balled out. Like, well, dude, you were playing against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They're like 19 years old. Congrats. And then you go to the finals and get, and everybody goes, well, he dropped 51 in the, in the, in the game one. I go, yeah, he dropped 51. JR made a bad play. I get it. But he didn't lose them the game. They were going to overtime. But LeBron had already checked out because he was pissed off, which is which is bullshit. You go and win the game in overtime. You've already scored 51. Go win the game. Mm-hmm. And then you watch game four when Charles Barkley said he'd slap anyone. That's my new favorite video. He'd slap anyone that says that LeBron's better than Jordan or competes harder. Because he in game four, he just he, there was clips of him just like screaming at people on the bench. He just gave up. He walked off, he walked off the court. It's like Dude, and then and then you know the LeBron apologist. Well, MJ wouldn't have beat that Warriors team. I'll tell you one thing, MJ. I believe MJ would have won at least one game because he wouldn't have quit, and LeBron quit because he knew he couldn't win, and he wanted all everybody to be like, "Oh, it's not his fault. He balled out. He puts mm. up stats." No, that that's a bunch of bullshit. Like, don't give, <laughs> don't feed, don't feed me that because that's not true. Ty, your, you your, this your, your goat, your goat is a quitter. That's it. It's plain and simple. Are you doing this more or the actual documentary? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've never heard him dump on LeBron so much. I, I just I'm sick of the argument because it's not close, dude. It really is not in my mind. It's just no, it's not. It's not. And I'm telling you, that's why I'm not trying to make it personal, but I honestly believe if you think LeBron's better, it says more about you than the actual statement. Because if you if you know basketball and you have eyes and you're a competitor, this MJ mm-hmm. would eat them all. MJ would eat all him alive. Yeah, he would have. It would have been. It would have been. I mean, and we'll never get to see it. Unfortunately, I'd love to see him still go at it right now. You know, the other thing too that was surprising and all this, like the Scotty stuff. The yeah, contract, cool. the, the contract stuff was oh, crazy. But the, we, I, I want to get to that. But Ty, did you know that he was nothing going into college? I mean, he played at what, an NIA school. I, I'd never heard of any of that stuff before. I, I knew he went to a really small school, NAI, with Central Arkansas, but I didn't know he had, like, the crazy um, growth spur, like, what, from senior year of high school to college or what, what, what was it, freshman to sophomore year? Yeah, Something like that, yeah. It was, over, yeah, it was, it was he, over summer. He basically was another Anthony Davis before Anthony Davis came along. Like, he grew so big and had the guard skills, and then that combo of a late growth spurt and then being a guard going to, like, a big guy or a small forward just, 
seems to be a really good combo because he killed it. Like he immediately was a stud. He grew and then his game adapted. And then he, I didn't know that, that he grew so fast in like one summer and then went from a manager to being like a first round pick on everyone's radar at NAI school. Yeah. That, that doesn't happen nowadays. That's oh no, yeah. And I, like, I remember seeing a list a few years back and it was guy players in the NBA drafted out of like from a non division one school and not out of high school in the last guy. I remember the, the like the only notable name I remember from that list was Ben Wallace. It, it just doesn't happen. And now, I mean, over the past decade and a half, it definitely never happens. So, but in NIA high school D two, I get, but that's, that is, I mean, that doesn't even happen in baseball where you could draft from anybody and anywhere. It doesn't happen in football either. So, I mean, it's just as rare there, even though they have seven rounds. Basketball's got two. And, and, uh, but he's, yeah, it, it explains a lot, though. Like, not, not so much him coming out of an NIA school, but him being a point guard for so long, it explains why his game was the way it was and, and why when he got to that height, he it wasn't even fair. I mean, he, how are you going to stop a guy like that? I mean, that's why he's one of the best ever. But the one hundred, the contract thing was absurd. I mean, what was it? One hundred twenty seconds. But, but he also was his fault, though. You know, Half it, it's fifty fifty. It's fifty fifty. He's he signed the contract at the time, but the the owner should have. You know, when he was like, "Oh, you know, you signed the deal. It's a deal. I don't like to reno renegotiate." Which that's bullshit. It is, and this is where I'm really curious what you have to say, Ty, because my buddies from from Chicago said how as it's like I think they said it was good that Reinsdorf was telling him like don't take the deal, and he's saying that to us. But at the same time, he was probably doing what he could to tell him to tell Scotty to actually sign the deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, or whatever. he's the, he's the guy who signs the checks. If he did not want Scotty to not have the deal, he wouldn't have the deal. Like, yeah. think, think about it this way. If, if Tom Brady um, it was, it was asking for something from Robert Kraft and Robert Kraft didn't want Belichick to give him something, uh-huh. Brady wouldn't get it. Robert Kraft would say no. Mm-hmm. It would create a problem with Bill Belichick, which that ultimately created a problem with the Bulls. Same thing. Jerry Krause and Phil Jackson, they had a beef and they ended up firing Phil Jackson essentially because they had beef, and they were so damn good. There was no reason to break this team up at all. And talking about a rebuild after what championship number five, like it, it was just unbelievable. The talk yeah, they had. And but. how did the, and and Kraus, how, you fat bastard? How did that? Uh, how'd that rebuild go? <laughs> weren't they? Weren't they? I looked up their record. I'm pretty sure they were like 15th in the conference three years in a row, and like were like 14 and uh, 65 with multiple first round picks every year too. Horrible picks. You know, honestly, though, with with all the shit that's so like today as we're recording this, the whole, all the Gronk stuff comes out, and I'm and it's, I'm just sitting there thinking like, how did it come to this? How did it, it become this much bullshit at the end of it? But yeah, it took the Patriots a little bit longer to get to their sixth title, but to have the, the, this long of a run as they did, this it, it's it, it, all of this stuff it comes to an end, and usually. It crashes and burns at the end of it. It, it is ugly in, like, in some way, shape, or form at the end. Because you look at that, you think it's 10 years. MJ's been in the league for 13. He could have been there. For, what, he's missed out on two seasons? or No, one season, right, Ty? MJ? Yeah. yeah. One. I feel like I feel like all the dynasties do. It, seriously. It, all of them do. I don't, the I don't know what – I don't Kobe and from, Shaq. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I mean, they, they – I was going to say the Heat one. It didn't like – I don't think the guys hated each other, but you know, it didn't 
the dy- it wasn't even a dynasty. They only won two in a row. But like that team came apart quick. It was like a four year run. The Warriors with KD, like you know, they, a lot of this stuff. It's the only one I can think of. I I feel like that didn't come to an end abruptly. Was I think the Celtics with Bill Russell because soon after, then they have Havlicek and everything, and he coached I think and stuff too, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm speaking out of well, school, but, but that's the it, only it's one. Not, and it's unfair for this Bulls one because, like, I think Jordan said it the best. He's like, the pl- they should have had the right to play, continue to play until they were not, uh, you know, dethroned. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They, they, I think they earned the right to, like, instead of management making all those about rebuilding because they thought they were all – dude, they won three in a row. Yep. Yeah. You want to re- – you rebuild when, like – you lost the last two years, like what Belichick's doing. Like, right. I think you needed a rebuild at this point. But like them, they didn't need to rebuild. MJ was still the best in the league. They would have won another one. If the Spurs won it the next year, that Bulls team would have beat the Spurs. I'm sorry. They probably would have won realize, one more. What? Did you realize that Jordan's salary, like the last two years, I think 96, 97, was like $30 million, of course. Everyone knows that. But did you know his player salary, of course, the biggest in the league, but it was higher than like, 25 team payrolls. Really? <laughs> yes. Like the Bulls paid were the top paying team at like 61. The next team was like 48. And the team below that was like 33. Hmm. Dude, wow. the Bulls, I mean, well, because of Jordan, you, you know, ticket, and one deal of $30 million. You, yeah. yeah. They, they never they never had a problem putting asses in the seats, and he was playing every night. But you, the, the whole uh, – they left us in such a freaking cliffhanger, too. We're, we're going to come back. They're, don't worry. We're going to be talking about it all week because it's the only real new content that isn't football-related. Believe me, all the basketball world wants to talk about it but and, and watch it. But you leave us on that cliffhanger about the, the Scotty contract issue in, LeBron, in, in Michael – and I'm – Subconsciously saying LeBron because it feels like a LeBron move. Michael's talking about how Scotty was being selfish. I, I, I'm sorry, the contract he, situation he that he had, selfish, he, he he was being selfish, but he's in a shit contract situation. We see this from guys all the time now, and I just can't help but, yeah, Scotty, you made a dumbass move. Yeah, but yeah, but he also put, he put the team in jeopardy. He did put the team in jeopardy. That, that's what Michael's purpose. saying to him. It's uh, yeah. To, uh, if if we all three were on a team and one of you did that, I would say that was a selfish move on your part too, because you're you're part of the team. Obviously, whatever you got with management is with management. But I'm saying, like, as a teammate, you would. I I don't think that's a LeBron thing. That's a normal feeling to have because they struggled out the gate without Scotty. That's how important yeah. Scotty was. If Scotty didn't mean shit to the team, then yeah, I wouldn't. The last dance and he the dude missed. I don't even know what thirty something games. You know, he missed a bunch of games. I don't know. I, I To me, in some ways, it still felt – yeah, I get it. It's selfish in some capacity, but you got to watch out for yourself. And when you've won five titles, you're – I mean, Dennis Rodman, I think – I saw this on Twitter. I haven't heard him say it, but I saw on Twitter that Dennis Rodman said that Scottie Pippen became the best player in the league when Michael reti- you know, retired or left or however you want to put it in – um in you know, after – what was it? After the 92-93 season or whatever it was. And I, I'm sure that was at least – arguable at that point to me it's a you yeah he's in a shit situation but i'm not saying if scotty was going in thinking i want my contract restructured as opposed to i want an an extension then i don't necessarily agree with him but if he's thinking i want an extension and we need to figure shit out i don't know to me it's like 
Scotty's got to be talking to to MJ and stuff about that too. If he, if there was no communication, I mean, you're you, they're so they're as close as they say they are or were at that point. There's got to be some level of communication about, hey, this is why I'm doing this. I need help. And if it's that important to MJ, right? Why is he not able to go to Kraus and say, take care of him? He's just as he's not as because Kraus know, wouldn't listen to him, bro. They hated each exactly. other. Exactly. That was the whole beef. They, he had if, no fucking. If Jordan say at all. could do that, and Scotty. Jordan and Scotty should have been able to do then talk to wanted. the owner because who got Jackson back for a year? Who got Jackson back for a year? The owner yeah, did. I'm saying okay, but you're not going to be able to do that. They obviously weren't going to pay him more money. But you, I'm not saying pay him more money then and there. I'm saying set him up for a couple years or something. I don't know because I, they I just, wanted to rebuild. It was it was the last dance. Everybody knew it. That's why I'm saying I think Jordan is saying he's being selfish is because it was the last. They all knew it was the last time they were going to be together, and Scotty. Wanted to enjoy his summer, which was a great line, but like that part was that part, the 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 delaying it to, as long as you did that was selfish. That I can understand. That point, fine. Yeah, it was like that because it wasn't like but he missed a week out or, in some capacity. Like if he had gotten that surgery, it's like oh, it's going to take you two weeks into the season to get ready, and then he waited an extra week or two. That doesn't bug me, but it's just, I got. What do you think, Ty? I mean, this is your freaking team. I I, I mean, what's not. He, he he didn't want his summer to be ruined. That is selfish. There's nothing really more to add there. He chose on purpose to delay his surgery. Like he would get ripped to shreds now in you know today's basketball, but because he was Scottie Pippen, probably the second most famous person in America at that time, no one probably said anything about it. Yeah, I'm sure there were plenty. I'm sure there were plenty of people saying stuff about that I'm probably, to, no no one probably knew anything about it back then either yeah man that, that could be true you know what was the other weird thing that i saw as soon as the documentary was done i don't know if you guys had seen this before but t-mac said on espn to rachel nichols and ramona shelburne that there was talk that year i guess of between the bulls and i guess t-mac must have been with the magic right about trading him to the bulls no he was on the magic he was on the raptors. oh he was on the raptors no you're right i'm sorry he was on the raptors at that point but still Trading him to trading, so you send Scotty to the Raptors at that point. But then it would have been MJ, T Mac, and nah, not Rodman. as good. Not as good. But it would have been fun. Yeah, but it, they wouldn't have won. They wouldn't have won. No, of course. Yeah, but then, then if that deal gets done, then you know, I think MJ is one. MJ is the one that vetoed it. So again, you say he doesn't have power. Get power enough to get that done. So if if you with Kraus. For all the shit that he took and all of this, he had a pretty good feel for what he was doing, at least in terms of the pieces. He just, I think I think he Kraus made great moves all the way up to that point, like before before he wanted to blow it up because mm-hmm. they say it, they it's people people have egos, man, and it just gets in the way. Like he's like, a little fat; he had the little man syndrome. Like that <laughs> that's the problem. But I'm not I'm not saying he he obviously built that team. It's not like free agents. It's not like today's world where LeBron can go. Oh, well, I want to go to. Miami, they don't want to go back to Cleveland because they got players now. Now I want to go to LA and get Anthony Davis. Like mm-hmm. they didn't do that. They built he built that team. Like there was no free agent moves. It's draft. Is he still picks. loved in Chicago, Ty. That's one thing I'm not certain. Who? Jerry Krause? Yeah. No. Everybody hates him. Well, I mean No, no one ever liked Jerry Krause. Ever. Really? Never. He was never liked. Why wow. would he be? I mean, I mean, I, I wasn't alive like during the run. But I can tell you, since the run, no one's like Jerry Krause because he was the reason this guy blew up. He's the same asshole that literally said uh, organizations win uh, championships, not players. It's the organization. Yeah, oh, that, okay, organization. Because your fat ass goes on the court and does something. No, you you don't do right. that. 
You have Michael that same, freaking Jordan. That's why you win. That same organization has not won a title since they got rid of one player, Michael Jordan. Unbelievable. The play, across the board, the players win it, but the only like basketball, least of all, is the one where you can say the organization wins it. Football, you can you can make the argument. I think you can make the argument in hockey too. Then baseball is kind of in that middle ground, but not with and how how yeah, the, the hell, players still go out and perform. Of course, of course, but how the hell did did Jerry Krause go from being? I, I get the Bulls were the doormat of the league, but he goes from being a scout for the Chicago White Sox to then being the guy who calls the shots for the Bulls. That was, I thought, the weirdest like shift in in jobs ever. It's got to be up there, at least in sports. Because the Bulls were a joke. I, 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 I don't know. That just seems like a huge change. That you would never, you, you, again, you would never see anything like that in today's game. It's it, it, the craziest thing you'll see is like an owner change f- from one sport to the next. That's it. Um, but all around, first two episodes, Ty. I mean, you you know more about the Bulls' history than we do. There's a lot of stuff from Matt and I that was new. Obviously, some of the MJ stories, you know, the high school one, we've heard that a freaking million, million times. Did you think they did a good job of starting out with not too much retread? Um, I thought, it was, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot new that I think we learned. I mean, there was some new stuff like uh, like the Scotty in the summer surgery and all that. Like That was some cool anecdotal stories they told, but um, – I didn't know, you didn't know, the, you didn't know really he was 6'1", did you? No, I didn't know that either. There's some new stuff there, like the NAIA stuff, yeah, with Scotty. But no, there, I didn't have a problem with any reach, right? I like any Jordan highlights or, I don't know. But at some point, when we're doing a doc like this that's 10 episodes long, you want you as a Bulls fan, I mean, because I know when we watch any, you know, if we watch any Red Sox or Celtics or any, anything that's throwback, I get it, it's a national stage, but we want – some new things. I would think you want you. You're expecting that in a ten episode series, right? Well, they're showing us different camera angles, like like different angles of like the. the I think the shot against Cleveland um, over Craig Ewell, like they showed like a baseline angle, like nobody ever saw, and like different angles from you know they, they gave unprecedented access and had 500 hours of footage. They're not retreading things. They're showing the same subjects because it's one guy who only played so much, but they're showing different aspects of it so mm-hmm. it's yeah, not I really need, retreading need, anything i liked episode one and two but i need more i need more of that last season i want the practices i want the in the lock i need i need to hear mj yelling at somebody i, I need that i need that injected into me you still so, have 500 minutes of mj content uh, i need it i need it i need that 500 what i'm thinking that. they're doing based off of the first two episodes is they're developing the key players in all of this. And, and that was obviously Kraus, who I think they'll hit on a fair amount in all of it. Um, obviously MJ will be like developing MJ throughout his career will be a reoccurring theme, I believe, but they got, they had the Scotty episode. We know we're getting the Rodman episode. I think we're going to get a Phil Jackson episode so that I'm thinking Rodman and Phil Jackson will be next weekend. And then from there you have everybody established. I, I don't think they need to go more too much more into the owner. I don't think he needs an episode to himself. And then that would leave six to 10 is going to be more about that last season. I, I would expect at this point with, with the way things have gone. Um, but was there anything else that like, I, I know there's the Mikhail Bridges stuff that, that came out. I saw this bleach report tweeted it out, but before we get to that bullshit, was there anything else from the documentary itself that you that I didn't bring up that we didn't get to? 
What did Mikael Bridges say? <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about that. It, it, it's well, look, you know, what? I'm curious what what Ty has to say about it because because uh, Ty has no respect for that uh, Celtics team. You, you didn't want to see it, Ty. He said, "Oh, come on, dude. Why is this?" <sighs> my tw- my okay. Here we he go. Said, he said LeBron uh, averaged ninety. No, no, no. LeBron would have um, had yeah a ninety in the series against the '86 Celtics. So Jordan scoring like fifty and then coming back with sixty three is like not good enough because LeBron would top that. LeBron, yeah, LeBron, LeBron would have scored ninety. LeBron would score ninety. Le- LeBron doesn't what, wouldn't wouldn't take the last shot in the uh, All Star game. Uh, I forgot what year it was, but I remember Kobe and all them guys were all pissed at him. He wouldn't take the last shot. He passed. But this guy will score 90 against one of the greatest teams ever. Yeah, makes sense. I don't know. Again, you can make the argument for the Celtics side that, oh, you know, they they adjusted and they realized make MJ beat us on by himself and he's not going to do it. He almost did, but make him beat him, beat us by himself. I mean, that could have been what their strategy was in the course of all. I mean, I I think it was more along the lines of Larry, what Larry said, where God and the body yeah, of Michael well, Jordan. Yeah, because they there wasn't like they were letting let MJ go ISO. They were bringing help and everything. He just kept scoring right. overall. And he kept everybody kept drawing fouls left and right. So much mid range stuff too. I, I mean, we have our our stats guy here, and his favorite player of all time is how many highlights are mid range shots? Tie. I mean, half of them were dunks and layups, and the other half were you know shots from the elbow. I was loving it. People act like when Jordan takes those mid-range shots, those are bad shots. No, the analytics would say that is a great shot because it's a great shot by a great player at a great efficiency. You don't shoot those shots at a bat. When you can shoot it at 65% from mid-range, you shoot it all the time, like Jordan can and Kobe can. And DeMar DeRozan, you tell those guys to keep on shooting. But every other one else, no. I think it's it's also impressive, like, how dominant he was in in an era where – you know, '90s basketball, like there was still traditional bigs. They were they were clogging up the paint, like, and this dude was yep. still dunking on everybody and hitting mid-range shots. Not like nowadays, where there's a, uh, you know, LeBron's played an era where there's a. Well, people forget there's a defensive three seconds, so you can't be camped out in the paint. In the '90s, there wasn't that. That so, is a very valid point, and that's the other thing with LeBron, where you say, "Oh, he'd score 90 in that game." I mean, I would think dude, at some, some point there's some trees in the middle of that defense. Yes. Yeah, you I know. Bill with, Wallen, I, you got McHale, mm-hmm. you got Parrish. Like, dude, those dude. That's why that sixty-three is impressive as all hell because yep. they were all helping every time Jordan went to the basket. But yeah, I think that's the people don't think about that. Like, there's the NBA now is totally different game. It's more threes. It's less defense, less physical. Like when you watch those Jordan highlights, dude, the, the hand checking that's going on is crazy. Like any. There was a. I think it's the last, uh, the second to last basket he scored in that finals game against the Jazz. I was watching it the other day. He gets he gets absolutely, I mean, two hand like shoved at the beginning of the drive, and goes and scores. And like in today's game, that's a foul. It's an instant foul. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. you, you watch Michael Jordan, he doesn't. He never like he rarely ever complains too. Like he just plays. He played through all that stuff, and that's why I appreciate him too. But you know that I I mean that's just my point is that it's just a different game. So yeah. And I, I do wonder if like LeBron's stronger and everything than than everybody, and he probably would have been the strongest guy in the league or one of the strongest guys in the league back then, certainly in his position. But how do you handle that when everybody's hitting you left and right? It's a lot different. Whereas now, just, yeah, just guys, guys are just softer. Like some, um, of the, some of the fouls we've seen, like teased from the bad boy Pistons and stuff. 
Guys oh, would have gotten God. ejected for no, that you now. No, arrested. <laughs> However you want to put it. Arrested. Either, you would get yeah. arrested. But that that's that's respect. Like, because Jordan fought through all that stuff. Like, until but he that's beat what him. just what it was back then, too. That's why yeah. maybe if LeBron came up with that, we've talked about that before. If he came up with that, maybe it's different. No, 100%. But, if he lived back then, I, he wouldn't be – no, he wouldn't be the same person. I, I believe that, like – the, mm -hmm. I think the coolest thing you wrote down, I forget about it, is that thing about MJ's mom, what she said to him. That's not how life is now. My, parents don't say that to kids now. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. She said if you really want to work hard over the summer after he got uh, – After he got cut. Because he, yeah. said, he said he thought the coach didn't like him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, which that's most, right. Coach didn't like kids, him. Which most people say today, oh, the coach has an agenda against me because of blah, blah, blah. No, it's yep. not about that, bro. Get better. Exactly. And Shut up. Don't say stop that. complaining and go work your ass off if you really want it and show them that they're an idiot. If you really think they're an idiot, prove that they're an idiot. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And his mom looks like she's his sister too. Everybody was saying it, but it's true. It, that was that was mind blowing. Um, anything it else? It's weird that it, it's weird that people are like, "Oh, Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team." Like that's not really true though. Like he didn't get cut. He just got put on JV as a sophomore, right? I've never understood that. I mean, maybe they didn't have a JV team then. That's the only thing I get confused about in all this. But he didn't. He, I guess he thought he should have made varsity. Yeah. Well, he played freshman. Uh, uh, JV, didn't he? Did they talk about that? Is that what it was? I don't know. I don't but know. Yeah, I was... The story's always the story's always kind of exaggerated. It seems like. Either way, we got the point that he what he thought. But he, either way, the, got, the point he, is the point yeah. is that he didn't make it as a sophomore. He thought he should have made varsity as a sophomore. He didn't. He was yeah. pissed, and his mom said, "Stop, stop complaining, and go figure it out. Go do something." About right. It. Exactly. That's what, you know. If if kids are watching it, that's the, the that's the only thing that they got to take out of all this. And maybe don't let them watch the Dennis Rodman part of this documentary because it looks like it's going to be so fucking weird. <laughs> I cannot wait. This is going to be my favorite episode. He is such a madman. Um, but is there anything else MJ related before I, before we touch on some of the other stuff that we have here? Yeah. Anybody out there that thinks LeBron's the goat, just keep it to yourself. I think I, I was not sure how you felt about that, Matt, but I'm glad you cleared that up. Um, so a couple things. First one, I guess, is uh, – yeah, we'll go with the Draymond one first. So Draymond got upset with – or he not, he's not upset. He talked about the stuff from last year with Kevin Durant where he didn't tell anybody about his contract situation. So where the Bulls knew it was, you know, quote, the last dance – Kevin Durant left everybody kind of waiting, leaving, dealing with this unknown where Draymond saying he's going to stay, uh, Clay Thompson saying he's going to stay, but Durant doesn't, it's not like he's not telling the media, he's just not telling anybody. And it was an elephant in the room. So there's that. And then on top of it, Jay Williams goes on first take the day we're, same day we're recording this, and he is defending LeBron. I mean, LeBron, he's defending Durant. It's, I mean, in an embarrassing manner. And it's like, we get it. You work with him. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe not the best person to be talking right now. But he, he looked really bad in the course of that conversation saying, why is Draymond bringing this up? And it's, what, what did we just watch on Sunday? What are we just, what are we talking about here? So, um, but I thought Draymond made some good points. What do you guys think about it? I, I agree with Draymond. That's why they all got all pissed off. I'd want to know. It's it's letting your that's letting your teammates down because now they got to defend your ass in the media, but you ain't saying something anything yourself. And you're the star. Uh, be up, be upfront about it. Like he just he was just butthurt because like he figured that it, he would never outshine Curry. Like well, duh, like do you want to win? That's why you went there to win. Yeah, you you didn't go there to be. That's 
See, that that's belong- that, oh, I, I don't want to bring us back to the, the Jordan stuff, but that's what I really appreciate about Pippen and all and those guys. Like, they all knew who the man was. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that. I guess it's a little different because, you know, Durant is a better basketball player than Steph Curry. Um, but, like, when you're winning, like, that stuff shouldn't matter, like, if you're the quote-unquote guy you're winning you're printing money you have your own shoes you're developing all this other stuff you're ahead of the game like lebron is egos. in terms of it's egos man all it's these crazy. things it, it really is with him it really is i mean and you have you have your own media company which I, i'm not i've said i'm not a huge fan of guys necessarily having that but the thing with him that's really bad and i i mean the, the jay williams stuff it looks so embarrassing you can it's like if i'm durant i'm i would tell him jay you can be critical of me. It, it, this looks bad. I mean, everybody's seeing that you're carrying my water right now. It's, it's all <laughs> I could think of when I'm watching it. So I, I didn't hear what Jay Williams said, but Draymond, and I, I don't know why Jay, Jay Williams would be surprised Draymond's being asked about this. That, what, 2017 Warriors are, were the 2017 Warriors? Well, he, talking about, he was talking 20, about last year's team, but yeah, 2017 oh, last Warriors. Year. Too. Yeah. La, okay, last year's Warriors. Um, yeah, it's one of the most popular teams in NBA history, and it just happened, and he hasn't played in a game anywhere else since he left. He got directly so asked about and, it. Exactly. So I'm not surprised that he would be asked about that in an interview at all. I don't know why Jay Williams is surprised, but why do you think Durant <laughs> told nobody and was so silent? Because Durant, because kind of the stuff that Matt was talking about, where he, it's his ego, and he's he's kind of he's a different he's cat. Kyrie. He doesn't like to talk to people. Draymond, Draymond, I thought spelled it out great. You tell the media to, to shut the fuck up, and Draymond's like, I'm I, that is not what I do. I talk to people. Now Draymond will say things that make you feel uncomfortable, but at least he says shit. Kevin Durant is such a star that he just doesn't want to be bothered, and I get it. Some to some extent, where guys want to be private along at some point, but. You need to tell those guys. And that was what I was saying with, with the one thing with Scotty is he should have warned Jordan, I'm going to do this. Like I'm, I'm going to hold out. He should have made that clear to him this was going to happen so he could prepare mentally for it. And Kevin Durant is, is just as bad, if not worse. So, it's lingered there all year long. Now, now I, know, I know they didn't get 3 P because of you know injuries and obviously and all that. But it, it, show, it really is crazy how hard it is to 3 Um Especially in the NBA, obviously it's it's impossible to do it in some other sports. But like as an NBA, like the three peats crazy. Like I obviously watching, I've been watching the Jordan documentaries. I watched the three season uh, DVDs for the Lakers when they three peated. Uh, it's just it's just why like and what I what I appreciate about like that type of basketball back then. Now not I'm not like acting like we're talking about seventies basketball, like nineties and early two thousands. All those series were so like competitive and close, like. And it, I don't know, I, I think about today's game and I think about playoff series and I'm like, uh, game one, you know, Bucks. So I'm like, you know, that's eh, going to be a blowout. Like, uh, there's no point in watching. Like, there's too many, there's too much of that. Like, it's too predictable. It's too, it's not competitive. Where those, I mean, I'm, I was thinking that Lakers, Kings there, I was watching that. Oh, my God, that was so competitive. And we're not even at the finals yet. Like, you know, it's just like there was some series that were just competitive, either first, second round, like, and now, you know, and that's why, like, people underestimate, like, Jordan didn't get to the finals and just win easy. Like, dude, he grinded. Like, those are grinded out games. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I just, again, appreciation of. It was a different repeat. style of play back then. And you can, and, and that's what people, like, I, that's what I think gets lost in sports sometimes now. Um, maybe not football because football doesn't matter, but 
the, that you know the extra effort sometimes people just want to rely on the number like it's all just stats now and we're just going to rely on averages and then if it doesn't work out well we tried our best you know there's nothing we could do the numbers weren't in our favor that day luck wasn't in our favor but that's why when people get pissed at smart Marcus smart it's like well at least you you appreciate that the grit and balls are there because not everybody fucking has that MJ had that that's the other thing too that's what I mean we, we've talked about that though already killer so one last thing about the Durant stuff. I think like the reason he was probably so silent and like didn't tell anyone. Mm. I think he's I think he's like so insecure that he was oh, craving 100%. people to be like, oh no, Kevin, we need you. We need you to come back. Like we, oh, yeah. you're 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 a part of this. Like we're building something special 100%, 100%. here. Hundred percent. Hundred He was waiting for Steph Curry and Clay and Bob Myers and Steve Kerr and probably Iguodala and all these guys. Be like, we don't know. We you are a part of this. And he always felt so excluded, like from that. And he, hmm. I think he even bitched about how Warriors fans like most faith more than him recently. Like he bitched about that. Like now, like in 2020, he's bitching about the Warriors fans' appreciation level is higher for most faith than Kevin Durant. And that, that he noticed that shit. Like he's super insecure. So oh, he's that's, clearly that's a great point. Waiting, he's waiting for other players to be like. No, he's waiting for Steph Curry to tell him, no, we need you. And that okay. never happened. So after that, he said, fuck that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to go home. Or I'm going to go uh, team up with uh, Kyrie Irving. If you guys had the money in in brand power that LeBron, Durant, pick any big-time athlete you want. If you have that their brand power and their type that their type of money and understanding of investing in different things like they clearly do, would you guys have social media? Seriously, because I, I I've said to myself before, I, there's no way I would I would have someone just run my account. Yeah, a lot someone of guys that, do someone now. that someone that I trusted, I would just have them like someone that was a professional. I would just have them run my social media. I wouldn't go on social media. I, there's no point. No, I wouldn't go on. Kevin Durant literally go had burner accounts just so he could see what people were saying. Like Ty said, he's insecure. He he wants. <sighs> that's the problem with him, and that's why I, what I I appreciate about MJ Kobe. You love them, hate them. They don't really give a shit what you think. LeBron, KD, they all want to be loved. They want to be loved. They want. They care what people say. Mm-hmm. And that's why LeBron's always controlled the narrative. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, when his team's not good enough, he wants people to be known that, listen, I, you know, I got to the finals. I brought this team here, but, I, you know, we're just not good enough to win. Like, dude, like that's just a, you're not a you're not a, to me. You're not. That's not greatness. Right. That's not no. greatness. That's that's excuses. controlling, and that's yeah. what and that's what everybody in this day and age has now—an excuse. No excuse. <laughs> Go get the job done. Okay, Coach Matt. Um, yeah. The the speaking of uh, things that Matt loves, Ben Simmons talked to Jackie Mack about um, his three-point shooting. Ben Simmons. Uh, have you heard of him? No. Nah, is he in the league? Yeah, he's he's still in the league. They're not playing right now, though. So they, uh, you know, he's. He's at home, so he has time to talk and everything. And I'm trying to find the uh, the tweet that I posted. Oh, this was oh, this is was he a quote. Three point shooter. He's actually he's shot very few three pointers in his uh, NBA career, <laughs> believe it or not. He's so he scrub. said he said to Jackie Mack, uh, I, and you can read the whole article on ESPN.com. I know it's going to come again. This is about his three point shooting. It's a matter <laughs> of me being comfortable doing it. He said a few other things that I could cut out. Um, uh... I could be one of those thirty percent guys right or one of those guys shooting 30 percent right now but i'd rather be one of those guys shooting 40 percent so essentially 
Oh, ben yeah. Simmons is practicing all the time, apparently, to get to the point where he's comfortable. So that way, when he starts deciding, I'm going to shoot threes, I'm going to be shooting at yeah. a 40% clip right away because that's how Listen, it works. Hey, jackass, that's not how it works. Dude, practice shooting and game shooting is totally different. What a totally moron. Different. Is he a if, moron? He is a 30%, moron. 30%. I bet you... Uh, whatever money in my bank account, he's not a 30% three-point shooter right now. No if you freaking are, way. He's shooting. Because to be honest with you, if he could make 30% of his threes, that's actually not that bad for him. For him? No. He'd be, he be. He would. You, you, that would make their team better. So I don't know why. He, if you could shoot 30, there's no way. He probably shoots like 20 at best at a clip. Dude, I think that's if not, he's shooting 30% from three, if Ben Simmons shoots from 30% from three, he is uh, un, inarguably a top 10 player in the league, and I, and I think he's inserted himself in the top, mm, I don't know about top five, but he's right on that edge. I wouldn't put him top 10. He's still he's still. If he's shooting made. 30% from three with everything still, he can do. He's still bitch made. I get there's, that he's there's, some, there's something in his DNA, bro. He's, he's, he's bitch made. I know it. I just He's one of those guys. He's a LeBron guy. He's bitch made. There's something... Well, something a, a lot of these DNA. guys, a lot of those guys, even guys in the top ten, are, are like that. Ty, where do you think no. he go? Where Where do you put Ben Simmons if he's a thirty percent three point shooter right now? He's not roughly. Top 10. We're living on imagination land. If that happens, um, yes, yes. Why are we Why are we entertaining that idea? It's not possible. Thanks, he, Ty. He, he, he shot eight point seven percent for his career. He's two for twenty three. Shaq is very. Shaq is one for twenty-two <laughs> from three in his career. Shaq, one for twenty-two. Ben Simmons has one more career three. If Shaq went one for one in his final game, he'd have the same exact three-point shooting as Ben Simmons. Mm. I, I mean, I, that, I, I, the line of thinking is terrible. I'm not going to do this until I'm at an elite level. I mean, you're at forty percent. You're a very good three. You're a very good three-point shooter. That's not how. Yeah, he's a moron. You, you can't do that. Go, go look at like LeBron through his career. LeBron had to work at shooting his threes during, like, in game. It's not like mm-hmm. he just was a dunker and that's it. Like, like Ben Simmons was, and all of a sudden, you know, he was able to shoot threes because he waited long. No, you have to do that stuff in the. He's just not a shooter. That that's what it comes down to. Like the dude just physically can't shoot. If you're this old, like you don't develop a shot in your in your twenties. Like you, this develops as a you know. 12, 13-year-old. That's when you start developing a jump shot. If you don't have that by now, why do you think Shaq could never shoot free throws? Right. It's right. not like he didn't practice it. Well, there's probably some. He didn't practice it enough. By the way, by the way, good Lord almighty, watching those three uh, DVDs of the Lakers um, dynasty there. Oh, my God, was that guy a, just a force. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's why we need to nobody but, could guard him. Dude, it was I, I honestly was like, wow. I, I, I want to watch the whole thing again because I the amount of times he dunks when there's like three people on him is unbelievable. But now watching it though, I understand why Kobe and him rifted. Because if you watch the way I watched it, like sequencing, like every season Shaq was getting fat, like bigger. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy from like his their first championship <laughs> to their third, how much fatter he had gotten. And like, and you saw it, and I saw like Kobe as like a twenty-one-year-old or twenty-year-old to like twenty-two, twenty-three. How much better he got in those three years? And not saying Shaq got worse. Obviously, Shaq dominated, but Shaq, like their first run at it, Shaq was an absolute monster all mm-hmm. the way through. Like that third championship, like yeah, like Shaq won Finals MVP, 
because he, I mean, he dominated the Nets. The Nets sucked. They had no big guys. Sucked in the sense of like they just had no bigs to guard him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had Jay Kidd and stuff, but like, um, like Kobe, Kobe carried them for a lot through that whole playoffs. Like he was starting to become the guy. Yeah, starting. he really did. I mean, no. but no, it's just you're wrong. just always on brand. You're you're always on brand. I got to give me that. Don't, I, listen, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. It, I can see why they rifted because they just Shaq just after he won, like Shaq just didn't mm-hmm. work hard like Kobe did. So I can see why they rifted. Ty, do you have anything else to add before we uh, call it? I'm good. I would just say Kobe would probably have what two less rings without Robert Ory. <laughs> Dude, Rob, yeah, Robert Ory hit some huge shots. Bring up LeBron and Ray Allen. You got to bring up Robert Ory and Kobe. Ooh. No, no, you don't have to do that. Ray Allen literally saved them. Literally. Robert uh, Matt, do you got anything? Robert Ory and Derek Fisher. Hey, how many, listen, at the end of the day, this is all I'm going to tell all LeBron people. Kobe's that, got five rings. That's what, Kiss the rings, baby. Kiss the rings. I hate defending LeBron, damn it. Yeah, see, yeah. I'm stunned at how much you've done it. That's you know, right. but I, that's what I'm saying. We can have if people want us to have Kobe, LeBron. I'll, hey, listen, I'll come. To, I'll come to war for my guy Kobe. At least we. At least I could have fun debating that. Nobody has I'm, any. I, nobody I, has after, any doubt about I'm that. just after this episode, we're, we're just done bringing up MJ LeBron because I just it's. I think it's waste of time. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. Uh, what one thing that we did mentioned last episode that I know uh, we had at least one of our loyal listeners ask about the best players to come out of New England. There's so much MJ stuff in there's other actual like semi news that we wanted to get to. And there's things that we didn't touch on. So there are some times where we have evergreen stuff that I'd like to save because in case people haven't freaking noticed, there aren't games being played right now. So there isn't two no. games. 2K games. You can go watch Ty. Oh, Do you but, have? Yeah, I, I was listening. To, I was listening to Wick talk today. It seemed like they're pretty confident that they're gonna, the league's going to come back. Oh, they don't Ever, really know. Ever, they don't know how, but I don't know. He, he seemed way more optimistic than uh, I do. I thought he would be. Yeah, he, I, I'm not knowledgeable not at least optimistic. on it. I'm yeah. not either. But he he has at least an idea. What were you going to say, Ty? Every sport's optimistic and they're going to come back and play. They're all saying that. They're all going to say no matter what. On that note, we will talk to you guys again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.